Hello, friends. This is Cliff Knight from Equippers International. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We want to lift up Jesus and provide a place for you to learn more about Him and to grow in your relationship with Him. If you find the podcast helpful, feel free to share it with others. We believe it will be a source of blessing and encouragement, and you will be strengthened in your relationship with Jesus. Hello, welcome back to the Equippers International Podcast, where we're studying the book of Romans together. In this episode, we're in chapter 5. We started chapter 5 in the previous episode, and you'll remember there where I talked about this transition in the book of Romans where Paul is now moving his discussion much more into a personal interaction with the believers in Rome, talking about their own personal experience with Christ through their justification by faith. And he uses these first-person plural pronouns like we and us, so it turns much more into a personal discussion. And we looked at the first two verses of chapter 5 in the last episode where Paul explains how our justification of faith produces first and foremost peace with God. And then as a result of our faith, we're introduced into a grace in which we stand. And because of this, he says, we exalt greatly in the hope of the glory of God. So everything God has done for us to cause us to be justified before Him and giving us a place of grace to stand before Him causes us to rejoice greatly. This word exalt is this word that means to literally jump up and down and to rejoice and be glad. And then in verse 3, Paul makes this interesting statement. Let me read verses 3 through 5 and then I'll comment on them. And not only this, but we also exalt in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance, proven character, and proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who is given to us. Now, Paul says, in addition to exalting and rejoicing and being glad in the hope of the glory of God in our lives as believers, he says, not only in this, but we also exalt in our tribulations. The same word, exalt, to rejoice, to jump up and down, and to be glad in our tribulations. You think, what in the world is Paul talking about? Well, in my opinion, Paul is stressing right from the get-go one of the most important truths about the Christian life, and sadly enough, a truth that is much overlooked in the teaching and preaching in the church, in my opinion, and that is that hardship and afflictions and tribulations and suffering is absolutely an essential element to the Christian life. Now, this is a truth that a lot of people simply don't want to hear, but Paul tells us that our position in Christ changes our approach to tribulation. It changes our approach to affliction because, see, a lot of us would like to think that the Christian life is a way to escape so that we don't have to suffer anymore. And a lot of people preach this, but it's very far from the New Testament preaching of the apostles. 
And I'm reminded of Paul making this statement here in Romans several years into his ministry. You know, he wrote the book of Romans well toward the end of his ministry when he was on his way to Spain and he wanted to stop in Rome and visit the church there. But years before, probably almost 20 years before, on Paul's very first missionary journey through Macedonia, back in the book of Acts, Luke tells us that Paul went through these various cities on his first missionary journey. And in one of them, the religious Jews and the Pharisees stoned him and threw him out of the city. And it says there that they thought he was dead, but he got up and he went into the city and he went from city to city preaching the gospel. And then he told the workers with him, let's go back and trace our trail back through the villages that we just went through. And it says there in Acts, when he goes through those towns, it says that he was strengthening the souls of the disciples. I'm reading from Acts chapter 14, verse 22. He was strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith. And he was saying, through many tribulations, you must enter the kingdom of God. I can't help but think that Paul somehow was drawing on what he knew Jesus to say to his own disciples just years before. When he told his disciples in John 16, he said, In this world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. It doesn't say that he has ridded the world of tribulation. He says that I've overcome it. And now as a result of our faith in being in Christ, we have a new perspective toward tribulations. We have a new perspective toward suffering. We have a new perspective toward all those things that we experience in life that bring pressure and oppressing. That's exactly what this word in the Greek means. It's the very famous Greek word for tribulation and affliction. And it's the word thlipsis. It's actually the word, the picture of the word is the crushing of grapes in the wine press. So it's this pressing process that brings us to a place where if without the Lord, we would despair. But when we see the value that the gospel brings to our perspective on life, it changes everything. Because now, Paul says, as a result of our faith and being justified with God and having a place of grace in which to stand in the midst of every situation in life, we can rejoice. We can rejoice in every tribulation, not always praying just that God would get us out of it or that God would miraculously change it. But our first mode of operation as a believer is to look at our tribulations and to rejoice because they give us an opportunity to persevere. There's something very valuable in the human experience of persevering, of actually walking through difficult times and pressing on and finding God's grace in that place to continue. And as we do that, something supernatural happens. God begins to work in our character. He begins to shape our inner being. He begins to shape our values. He begins to transform our very nature 
because he's wanting us to be like him. And the proven character that Paul's talking about there, I believe, is that character of God that begins to be shaped in our lives. And this, I believe, is truly a mystery to the kingdom, but it is a truth nonetheless, is that God can work most effectively in our lives to transform us into his image through that which we suffer. And it's not always through the victories. The victories are actually the easier way, but the tribulations and the sufferings and the hardship, those are the things that we have to learn to embrace with a grateful heart because they give us opportunity to persevere and to allow proven character to develop in our lives. And it brings us ultimately to a place that in facing every situation possible, we will always be able to say there is hope because hope will not disappoint because we are loved, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. So we have this affirmation and confirmation in and over our lives that we are deeply loved by God. And in that place, we can have hope no matter what we have to face. And so right when Paul begins to talk very personally about the believer's experience with the gospel, he says that, yes, we've been brought into a place of peace with God. And yes, we've been introduced by our faith to a grace in which we stand. And yes, we rejoice greatly in the hope of God's glory being manifested in our lives and We rejoice in our tribulations. This is one of the most critical truths, and it's often such a missed principle, a missed truth, and probably one of the most valuable truths. You know, I was just reading this morning before doing this episode in a personal time with the Lord in Philippians chapter 1, and this is exactly what Paul says at the end of Philippians chapter 1, there in verse 29 and 30. He says, For you it has been granted for Christ's sake, not only to believe in Him, him, but to suffer with him. And over and over and over through the preaching and teaching of the apostles to the Christian churches, they reiterated, we are called to suffer. We are called to go through hardship in this life because it's in those things that God is going to work most deeply in our lives. Yes, he will work miracles and yes, he will bring deliverance at times. And yes, he will cause everything to work together but he doesn't always eliminate the tribulation or the affliction or the pressing or the suffering. He says, enter into it because in that place, I am working deeply in your life. So this is a very encouraging word. It's a word that is to give us strength. And I believe it's why Paul stresses it from the very initial outset of him beginning to really apply the practicalities of the Christian life because that's what he's going to do in Romans 5, 6, and 7, and 8. We're going to look at how the work of God's grace in our lives has done some incredible things. But the first thing that Paul wants to stress very early on is that it has shifted our perspective toward tribulations. Now we can rejoice because we know some amazing things are going to happen as a result. So be strong and courageous and love Jesus more. Thank you.